like the greatest. Now I'm like the greatest. All right, welcome back. We're back. The gruesome twosome. Dylan's not here. He has quit the show. Uh, he got tired of Justin not being available, so he just didn't want to do the pod anymore. But I'm here. Justin's back. He had a small hiatus. Justin, how was your Thanksgiving, man? Dude, Thanksgiving was good. It was a good time. Um, with all things considered, I had the the old COVID cowboy, as um, my dear friend Alex likes to call it. <laughs> so I was I was down for the count, but we still made made good for everything. We try to do you know not let it t- bring us down, not let it ruin the holiday. We still had good foods for what I could taste. So, but I'm back, Dylan is also not quitting the podcast. I know our listeners will run with that. They'll see that headline. <laughs> Dylan is just stuck at work. Don't let Rob manipulate you and fool you into such mm. slander against my dog. Um, but Dylan's slaving away early in the week, so the boys the boys of this podcast can travel on down to Nashville, Tennessee, Nash Vegas, baby. We're, we're seeing Dylan this weekend, and I'm freaking hype about that. That's for sure. COVID's all cleared up. We're back in action. I'm off the injured reserve. And we're going to Nashville, man. You know, I don't know if we are. I haven't seen two negative tests from you yet, so I haven't cleared you. And there's no way I'm letting you in my car. So I'm going to need to see those <laughs> tests, man. I'm going to need to see the test. No, but speaking of that, I actually forgot that you had had the COVID over Thanksgiving. How did that work, bro? So did they bring you, like, takeout food? Were you in a room? Were you behind a curtain? Like, did you get to spend any time with family? Or obviously you were just, like, hiding out? Um, so we, I try to stay true to what the the good old CDC says because, um, my wife does have older family members. So I was trying Mm -hmm. to respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, we stayed at home, we stayed away from everybody and we got some, we got some food dropped off to us, which was great and greatly appreciated for sure. It wasn't the same. It sucked to not be around family, but man, the eating was still good. I was still satisfied because then I still got to do what I do on Thanksgiving and that's watch football and that's eat. Dude, I, I love football. I love football. I love Thanksgiving. I love food. Justin, as you could hear from last week's episode, I was excited about Thanksgiving. I talked about it for 25 minutes. The listeners had to be tired of listening to me talk about Thanksgiving and all the food. But we got tons to talk about. I'm so excited. This was a great – Thanksgiving Day was great. The college football was great. Saturday was great. Sunday was great. Um, we have so much to talk about. One last thing on Thanksgiving, and then I will let you run with it. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? You only get one. Ooh, man. Because I've got tough. one. I've got one. <sighs> That's tough, dude. I like it all a lot, but I think my favorite thing, and this is probably a little outside the box, dude, but I love stuffing with gravy on it. Stuffing with gravy is a hell of a combo. I just put gravy on everything at Thanksgiving. So, but that's my favorite part. I always save it for last because it just kind of like rounds out the meal for me. So that's, that's what it is for me. Dude, stuffing slaps. Did you know that in the South they call stuffing dressing? I oddly did know that if you wow. like asked me off the top of my head, what do they call stuffing in the South? I wouldn't remember that, but hearing you say it, I did hear that somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where the hell I would have heard that from, but I did know that. Yeah, well, maybe Dylan. Maybe Dylan. Maybe it could have been talking about my, it. all my southern friends. <laughs> my southern boys. Dude, my favorite my favorite food of Thanksgiving is sweet potato casserole and it sounds like 
it sounds like like an entree, right? It sounds like a dish, like salty. It's not. My grandma makes the sweet potato casserole. I'm sure others do. It's got like pecans and, and sweet potatoes. It's really like a dessert. I almost feel like I'm eating like a sweet potato pecan pie, but that thing is fire. I always go extra hard in the gym that morning so I can eat like two plates of that stuff because hey, it's, it's banging. That, that does sound pretty tasty just because you said it has pecans on it, and I love pecans. But I, I want to actually change my answer. This is okay. this is a controversial take. My favorite food on Thanksgiving is turkey sandwiches after actual Thanksgiving. Ugh, you lost me, bro. You I'm lost. sorry. Dude, that, no, that's it. That's straight up what it is. It's they're so uh, good. I literally get amped because um, my wife's grandmother. We just go over there eat. Typically, on a normal Thanksgiving, we just eat some sandwiches, some kind of like sparing leftover, like side dishes in deviled eggs, and I just get amped every time because I'm watching like the eight thirty game, eating a eating a delicious sandwich in some deviled eggs, which is just a weird Thanksgiving tradition for me. But it's what <laughs> I do, man. I watch football and I eat food. <laughs> I'm just picturing you there with like a bowl. They're like, they're like Justin, you want any leftovers? You're like, oh, I'm good. You got like four deviled eggs just shoved in your mouth. It's just a bowl of eggs. And you're just yeah, dude, that, so happy. I just got 18, 18 deviled <laughs> eggs in my lap. And I'm like, oh, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah, bro. That's funny. Because it's funny that your favorite food, we agree on a lot of stuff. It's weird. It's like oddly weird. People are like, that's you shouldn't agree on that much. But I disagree with you. Super sus. I disagree with you on the turkey sandwiches. My, it's just funny because every time I go down for Thanksgiving, my dad, like the next day, um, will be like, Hey dad, what are we eating today? And of course he's like leftovers. And we're like, boo, we want to eat something else. But he's always like, Rob, go in there and get you a turkey sandwich. And I'm like, I hate turkey sandwiches. (laughs) Like That's my least favorite thing. He's like, you just get the cold turkey. Do you put mayonnaise on it? We just oh, eat abso- absolutely. You got to put mayonnaise on it. I don't know, man. I think I'm just old and weird. When I was younger, I liked it. So I don't know. Yeah, you, you just old. Shout out, shout out turkey sandwiches. Shout out uh, old people. Got to see both the grandma units. They're both like 90, and one of them's with it, and one of them is not. So very interesting <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> very different experience trying to talk to both of them. Justin. We had a game. We had lots of games. Sunday night football. We had the Ravens. Uh, the AFC North continues to surprise me week in and week out. This game was kind of a snoozer, a real snooze fest. I literally fell asleep during that game. The Ravens come away at the win. The Browns continued to take L's on the chin. What were your takeaways from this? So the Ravens, contenders, pretenders, what did you see? So – the Ravens, for me, have been a really tough team to judge because where they've come from in most of their Ws. I feel like this season they're constantly coming from behind to win games, and games they really shouldn't have won. Like the Detroit game is a really good example. Like they had no business winning that game, and they did. And the Colts game's another one. The Chiefs game's another one. It just doesn't end with them. And I feel like this game should have had that same vibe to it. Like if they were playing anybody else, they had no business winning that game. Lamar threw four picks. The only good part about their offense seemed to be if Lamar got loose on the outside and started running the ball or Mark Andrews is catching crazy balls on his hip. He's so good. Yeah, he, he's incredible. He's incredible. But it, Baltimore just continues to confuse me. And the Browns continue to make me think that Baker needs to get surgery yeah, and just punt this season, man. They have no business. They're not good this year. They've had the cards stacked against them. They're not in a good spot, and 
you just scored, I think, only it, I think the final was 16 to 10. I mean, it just it just wasn't great, man. It was not good football really from either side, but I still do think the Ravens could be good. They can make a lot of noise, but I think the, the Browns, their season's done. They they it's just time to punt. Build toward next year. Keep your other guys healthy. Kind of build with some of these younger guys because they do. One thing I will point out about them, and I've been really impressed with this guy. I'm terrible at remembering his name because he's got that. He's got like three names. But the Notre Dame linebacker they drafted this past year has been really, really good for them. I that was my big takeaway from them is he's looked awesome. I wanted the Eagles to draft him really bad. It's like J J O K or something like that. Oh but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. Um, other than that, man, there wasn't much to see from this game. It's crazy that there was such a weird, boring Sunday night game with how good primetime football really has been for most of this season. It's been super exciting. Like I said, I fell asleep. I had no clue that Lamar threw four picks. So uh, thanks for filling me in on that. I don't understand how you win a football game when you throw four picks. That's that has to be like the first time that's happened in a long, long time. Like that has to be a record, right? Like he set a new record because oh, probably it's got to be up there. I mean, it's <laughs> you literally gave the other team four extra possessions, and I don't. I think the Browns turned it over maybe twice, but okay. it sure as heck wasn't four times. So it's not like it evened out or anything like that. The Browns just really looked that bad. They they just could not move the ball. So it was yeah. it was a snooze fest. I mean, Baker's hurt. Odell's gone. I think Jarvis is playing through injury is the rumor as well. You know, I mean, well, obviously he came back. He missed a couple games this year. Hunt Baker, just came back. Hunt, Hunt just came, came back. back. Yeah. So we don't know how healthy he is. Right. You know? Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. I said it, I think, last week or the week before. I'm not sure. They might have gotten a win last week. I think they beat the Lions by, like, a field goal or something. But yeah, I, I said the Browns were done. I think we can continue to hang the done chain on them. They're just – they're just not good, and I don't enjoy watching them. A game that I did enjoy, a game that had me just super excited from start to finish, especially because of the outcome of the game, is the Packers-Rams. Justin, I was driving from Louisiana back to Macon. I was stuck in the holiday traffic, trying not to road rage. It was a 13-hour trip, but, man, I got to listen to this on the radio. Tuned in and tuned in radio. Packers-Rams had me excited. The Packers come away with a win. It was in Lambeau. Everybody, I mean, the Ozmakers had the Packers at two-point underdogs in this one for some reason. Not sure. It's November, December, Lambeau Field. It was ice cold, and Aaron Rodgers has ice in his veins because, man, he just he came out. He looked better than ever, and uh, they just really took it to the Rams in this one. The Packers just continue to impress even with the boatload of injuries that they have on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, again, Rasul Douglas, big time pick. He had a pick six again, just pulled off the streets after being cut like two, three times a fellow or a former Eagle. So I always got to give him some love Rogers, even with Tovid toe Mageddon, this man's got, he's creating headlines about his toes, which is just disgusting, but he still looked good. He still looked like the same old MVP Super Bowl winner stud. The discount double check, man. He looked awesome. Devontae Adams looks awesome. Aaron Jones, you know, still banged up, but Dylan filled in really nicely for him for, you know, Jones not getting his normal load. And the Packers just look so damn good, man. It, they contained this Rams offense. I was watching it with my mother in law's boyfriend. 
and we're both had rooting interest against the Packers for fantasy purposes. And we're just talking how it just seemed like the Packers had the ball that entire game. It was like, no joke. Every time you look up at the screen, the Packers had the ball. They were just shutting everything down defensively, getting turnovers and just looking like world beaters, man. They are going to be terrifying for the rest of the NFC going into the playoff chase Hopefully looking to lock up that number one seed, I'm sure. I'm sure that's on Roger's mind. Just loves sticking it to the the front office again and again and again as he just proves why he won MVP last year. Nobody's hotter than the Packers. And listen, if they continue to win, Tampa needs to be really worried right now. Nobody's going to want to go into Lambeau and play this Packers team. The defense full of nobodies, no names, continues to perform and as long as they've got Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Devontae Adams, and Aaron Rodgers, I really don't see a team that can stop them. So I have to agree. I And I said it honestly like week three. I don't know who is better than this team because they are still banged up and still looking really good defensively. Offense, I mean, you know what it is every time. You know exactly what you're going to get from the Packers, and that's typically some pretty good offensive football. Um yeah, I'm with you, man, 100%. I don't know who who is willing to pack their bags to go into Lambeau Field in January and play this team. No one wants to do that by any means. No, I, I can't imagine they do. And then you bring a team like L.A., a dome team. You know, they're chilling in California where it's perfect weather. It's 70 all year round. You think they want to go to the frozen tundra? No chance. If this yeah. game is on a neutral field in L.A., maybe it's a little bit different, but – I don't think they really wanted to be there. And, um, man, I lost my train of thought. It, it was something about the Packers, but they're just, you know, Matt LaFleur, he continues to innovate. I think he's one of the great young head coaches in this league. I'm excited to see where they go with it. And, yeah, hate Rodgers or love him, you know, despite his personality. The guy can deal, man. First ballot Hall of Famer. Some Absolutely. would argue the best quarterback of all time. So, you know, it, it's nice to see he and Brady still playing at elite level. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the NFC is is wide open. The NFC West getting really, really interesting. I want to stay there because the Rams take another L and their counterpart, another team, you know, in the California area, San Francisco came away with, with what in my opinion was a huge win. They they ended up beating the Vikings, Justin, 34 to 26. And this game was pretty close. It was back and forth. It was another one of the most entertaining games of the weekend. And San Francisco, right when you write them off, you know me, right when I write them off, I absolutely torch them live on this show. Then I flip-flop because that's what I do. I'm a fish. I flip-flop. I come back. I come over here. I tell you who's gonna that they're going to win the game. They win the game. And it seems like ever since then, Kyle Shanahan heard me. And this team is just – they're just beating people into submission. I mean – it doesn't matter who's running the ball, but right now when Elijah Mitchell is in there, it seems like that is one of the keys to their success, and they just ran all over what seemed like a pretty good Vikings team in this game. Absolutely. Eli- Elijah Mitchell has looked really good since he, come on to the, since he came onto the scene there in San Francisco, and he just was gouging the Vikings. It seemed like every time looking at my phone, he's got an 8-yard run, a 10-yard run. He's catching balls like – and then you got Debo in the backfield too, man. Debo, Debo is incredible. It's a shame that he is he got a little banked up. I think he hurt his groin, if I'm not mistaken. He might be down for a week or two, which sucks because he has been electric. He's got a thousand yards in the air, 
rushing. He's been running the, the hell out of the ball the past few weeks, and he has five rushing touchdowns with five plus receiving touchdowns. I'm pretty sure. Like his his numbers are ridiculous, man. This is exactly why he got drafted by early by San Francisco a few years back. He has been freaking awesome, even with subpar quarterback play from Jimmy G most weeks anyway. He's still been awesome. He has been so so good, and I'm blown away by that dude. That's he is he's fun. He is fun to watch. He's he's sneaky fast too, man. Oh, like yeah. when they when they line him up in the backfield, like whether he goes in motion or they just line him up in some weird Kyle Shanahan formation, and they hand him the ball, you're like, there's no way he gets to the corner and turns it and gets positive yardage, and then he's like 30 yards downfield, and you're like, what? Yeah. He, he never. <laughs> He like never doesn't get positive yardage when yeah. he runs the ball. It's insane. Like every carry he gets is like twenty five yards, thirty yards. Like what the hell? They, I don't know how teams either. He's that freaking good, or teams just aren't aren't respecting him because he is incredible. Whether he's catching the ball in the open field or he's getting handoff pitches, whatever it is behind the line of scrimmage, he's awesome. Yeah, you would think that at this point in the season. I mean, you just told me we're 12 weeks in and he's got a thousand plus yards. Like that is I think he's number two in the league. I think I think Cup is one. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident Cup's one, but I'm fairly certain Debo is two or three at worst. He's definitely up there. Well, Debo's nipping at his heels, man, and he's missed time. Like I think he's missed time. No, not not this not year. Not at all. He will he you it I going into the season was so high on Ayuk and kind of like down on Debo because I feel like Debo is always hurt. But yeah, no, yeah. oddly not this year, man. I don't think he's missed. A, he may have missed one game, maybe one going into this week, but he's going to miss a week or two now, which sucks um, because they've been, like you said, they've been rolling and to lose their most explosive player at this point really stinks. They're in a good spot playoff push wise. I mean, I think they're the third wild card spot right now. They have the tiebreaker over Philadelphia. who's kind of like right on their heels. Um, but they're in a good spot, man. They're exactly where they want to be and exactly where Kyle Shanahan wants his squad to be, you know, at this point, almost December, late November. I mean, they're rolling. And Shanahan, I I almost feel like he's intentionally game planning to get him the ball as much as he can because in years past, we saw a healthy dose of Kittle. And I don't think – you know, I, I'm really wondering about this, Justin. You know, people love Kittle and fantasy. We're all still reveling in that 2019 season. We're, we're still thinking he's going to do this incredible thing and break records. Well, he himself has also battled injuries. But if you if you look at the stat sheet and you look at Kittle, he's not really like the guy, the top tight end. And I don't think like the eye test to me doesn't scream like, oh, he's fallen off or he's not elite. It's just – they are not like feeding him the ball as much because they've got Debo. So I kind of wonder going forward here if Shanahan's going to go back to the well and kind of feed Kittle a little bit more, especially for the one game, or if he kind of is going to look to maybe insert Ayuk to kind of elevate this team and, and continue to move that offense. Yeah, I think you could really go either way. Um, I think the Kittle thing and the lack there of Kittle in the offense is really just because of his availability, man. He's missed so much time that I think Shanahan really had to pivot away from the, his such heavy usage. Um, I've always kind of thought Kittle was – he had that incredible season, but I think since then he's been a little bit uh, – overrated sounds wrong because he is an elite talent, 
but I don't think he's at the same level as Kelsey. I'd probably take Mark Andrews and Waller above him too. But I think you're right though. I think you can pivot toward Kittle again to kind of make up that loss of Debo or use Ayuk, who is a very similar player, very versatile, and he's apparently out of Kyle Shanahan's doghouse, it seems. He's been playing pretty well the past few weeks. Yeah. So they, you could look to him to kind of fill that void, get him moving around the field, lining up inside, outside, in the backfield, and you could get positive results because I know he's explosive. He looked awesome in his rookie season. He looked awesome in Arizona State, and I really think that he could fill those shoes. He's awesome. Ayuk's got the talent. It's weird that he hasn't been used as much, but again, when it if it's if it's working, if it ain't broke, you know, Don't why try it. to fix it? Yeah, exactly. So Debo's been working. It was nice to see Ayuk get involved in this game. He once again tried to do his infamous hurdle <laughs> that he did from his rookie year. Didn't work out so well. I think he got body slammed, but you know, <laughs> he's still, you know, he's 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 elite. He's super agile. And it was a huge win for the Niners. Um, yeah. we, huge win, man. But I want to take a look at, at the standings here with Seattle kind of being down Arizona, I guess on a bye week and the Rams, you know, dropping another game. I think this was their third loss in a row, if I'm not mistaken. It's um, like that, you know, Get up there. So I don't want to say the Rams are, are free falling. They still seem like they have a lot of talent. They were able to kind of come back and make it a close game in the end. Again, Matthew Stafford with a terrible turnover, you kind of wonder if you know teams are starting to figure it out or if Stafford is just regressing a little bit from that hot start. But I don't think that we can – I mean, am I crazy for saying that I wouldn't pencil like the Rams in as a playoff team at this point? And if anything, if I'm a Niners fan, I would be feeling pretty optimistic about the chances to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, you have the third wild card spot this year, which is huge. I mean, it's amazing how much of a difference that truly makes. But I think – with, if you look at the people on the outside looking into the NFC, there's a lot of teams that almost really have no business in being there. And I'm talking the Falcons. I'm talking the Panthers. I'm talking the Saints, given their injury history this season. The Eagles are another one. Hell, the Redskins, or I'm sorry, the Washington football team, if they win tonight, <laughs> we're, we're recording before Monday Night Football, but if they win, they're right in it. Hell, the Giants are a game out of that group. If you have five wins, you are right there in the NFC wildcards um, seating. The Vikings, another one, who just lost, and they're still right there. They're right in the thick of it. So I think the Rams are definitely a step above all of those teams. Their record is definitely starting to go in the wrong direction toward that lesser tier of teams. But I think you're right in that I don't think the Rams have the locked-up number one wild card. I think they could be in for a weird situation because the Niners do seem like they're coming. It seems like they are rebounding, getting their feet under them at the right time. So, I mean, they could be right there. And I'm not even sure who the second wild – the uh, I know those are two out of three in the wild card. I cannot think of who the other team is off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm looking, and it would either be the Eagles, it would be the Vikings, or the Falcons. I mean, you named them all. All those teams right there are five and six, so – you know, Eagles sitting at five and seven, but those those teams are fighting for that third spot right there that you just talked about with the Rams and San Francisco right. having yeah, locked okay. up too. Yeah, San Francisco is the second wild card, and then Minnesota yep. is the third. Okay, yes, yes, which makes me excited because I didn't realize that we just had one more loss than the uh, last wild card um, because we haven't had a bye week yet. So that makes me very very excited. But to have the same number of wins as a wild card team right now is huge for a lot of those teams. 
But again, a lot of those teams just aren't, they're not great. Hell, the Bears are one win behind those teams. Like, it's amazing <laughs> what that third wild card spot um, is really doing. It's opening up a lot of opportunity, which to me is very fun come playoff time, man. These top NFC and AFC teams are going to be going crazy trying to get that number one seed because you get to avoid that one, that extra game, but two, the potential of getting upset like we've seen many teams in the past do, man. They, they go in hot. They're com- perceived to be one of the best teams in the league. They're the third seed and old playoff formatting, and then they get upset by the lowest wild card seed, man. I mean, it could happen to anybody on any given Sunday or Saturday come playoff time. So, yeah. you know, these teams want to avoid it, but the, the Niners are not going to go away, and the Rams really – like, you know how, like, on a mirror in a car, it says, like, objects may appear closer than what they seem or whatever the hell it says? Yeah. In this case, the Niners are that close. They are right on the Rams' ass, man, and the Rams need to get it together because we talked weeks ago that the Ram, we, you know, the league, the NFL, ESPN, NFL Network, all the talking heads are just gobbling Oh, in the Thanksgiving spirit. They're gobbling on the fucking Rams, man. They're just chowing them down, putting them down their throat. And what are the Rams now, man? They're a freaking nursing home with who they brought in. You got Robert Woods hurt. You got, I just got a notification that Daryl Henderson's hurt. Sony mm. Michelle, why the hell is he even there? Dude stinks. Um, Odell is banged up. His back looks like crap. Um, even Cup was, I mean, yes, Cup is always good, but like he wasn't his self, himself. Stafford's banged up. I mean, I don't know, man. Maybe everything's not as as uh, fun as it seems in La La Land. So we're we're gonna find out, though. I mean, they got a tough road ahead of them. It's gonna be super fun to watch, man. Teams headed in opposite directions. McVay and the Rams have lost three in a row, as we said. Shanahan, Shanny and the boys, three wins in a row. With one of those wins coming over McVay. And what was a huge upset at the time. So, man, the NFC West is is shaping up to be super fun. I would say, in general, the NFC is super fun. Whoever it is, I would try to make sure that I'm not the four seed. I don't think I would want to play the Rams round one if that's who plays, if it's the four and five. So definitely want to try and get that that number one seed or that number two seed. Packers still my my favorites to come out of that. Uh, yeah, I agree. NFC. Absolutely. But, but I mean, I can't discount the Bucks. They've got they've got Gronk back. Um, Antonio Brown still rehabbing. Doesn't look like it's gonna be soon. The videos I saw, he still seemed like he was a ways off, but you never know. The the Bucks are pretty dangerous as well. Um, but let's talk to a, about another team really quick, Justin. Thanksgiving Day, there was tons of action. It started out with the Lions and the Bears. I don't know why I'm bringing this game up. I guess just because I, I don't know. I don't know why I'm bringing it up. I guess I'm bringing it up because, well, I bet on the Lions and they won me money. The line was plus three. But, you know, I thought about money line, which means I thought about picking them straight up. I'm glad I did not. Once again, um, they let me down. They let down a lot of people. They thought for sure this is their chance against the Bears. And Andy Dalton, the Bears, and the refs go down and they get a last-second field goal. I don't know if you watched any of that game or particularly Sadly. that last drive. Sadly. <laughs> What did you what did you think? What did you think about the last drive? Was that the the Lions blowing it? Was that the refs helping out the Bears? How did you feel about that last drive that put them in the position to kick the game winning field goal? I mean, we we could go back and forth, you know. Is it bad officiating? Is the Lions blowing it because they suck? Um mm. 
Man, it's. I think the Lions just have the worst juju, not juju, yeah. but they got the worst juju, luck, fortune, whatever you want to call it. They, it's just awful. There's no, Detroit has nothing go their way, no matter how you shake it up, ever, ever. I mean, I, I thought they were going to get the win. I, I truly did. I thought it was going to be a Thanksgiving miracle. I mean, every year Thanksgiving, 12.30 p.m., I can count on one thing. I'm eating good, and the Lions are at home. Have a home game that yep. they're probably going to lose. But yeah. this yeah. time, man, I thought they were going to win, even with DeAndre Swift going down. I thought they were, and we don't have to get into this game too much. But no, man, no, they don't. just they stink. I can't imagine being a Lions fan. It's going to be the hardest, <laughs> the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> hey, they're not they're not going to go over. They got the tie. Put that feather in your cap, Lions fans. Be excited. The future is bright. Hang that banner. Hang that <laughs> yeah. banner. We didn't lose 17 games. Uh, I mean, yeah, what an awful game. If I if I didn't have a rooting interest, if I wasn't like, oh, let me sprinkle, sprinkle just to watch it. Like it just – it was Thanksgiving. It was nice to have on in the background. But I was more interested in talking to the family. And once again, the Lions choked. I kind of feel bad for Dan Campbell. Um I don't know. He just seems like a football guy. And Andy Dalton just is not fun to watch. I'm sorry, man. He's – I would Bear, rather watch – The Bears stink too, bro. The Bears they're terrible. So, I've said this for weeks. I think they're one of the worst teams, man. They stink. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney is that boy, though. He's going to be good. That dude. I, I, I will say that. I'll pound that into oblivion. He's going to be really good. But the fact that that team cannot get – and this is my last point on this game, then we can move on. But the fact that that team – and I know he didn't play this week, so don't crucify me, listeners. I know he didn't play. That team cannot get Allen freaking Robinson involved in your offense. You stink. <laughs> Matt Nagy needs to get gone. He stinks. <laughs> like that, Allen, They franchise tagged this man to literally not give him the ball ever, ever. I don't mm-hmm. think he eclipsed like 50 yards on the season in a single game. It's insane. So that's it. Bears, you suck too. You Lions, suck, Bears. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you suck. I feel I do feel bad for you guys. You're like the the cute little puppy that it just, just has terrible things <laughs> goes its way. And I just feel bad for it, man. I don't know. Poor poor uh, Lions, dude. They deserve better. Dan Campbell seems like a nice stand-up dude who just loves football and he can't win a damn game. It sucks. I mean, they're just – they're bad. DeAndre Swift is that dude on the Lions. I, he's good, for it sure. It sucks that he went down because he's he's elite, elite. Like, he's special. If he cannot, you know, get injured too much playing for that terrible team and terrible line, then he's he's nice, man. And Jared Goff as, – as, <laughs> Jared Goff is not that dude, man. You know, I don't no, know. He is not that it's dude. Just, yeah. Enough. Enough. You put me through enough pain and misery. I just kind of want to run through the Thanksgiving slate because this is the post-Thanksgiving episode. We had another game. Another team that gets a home game, a team that typically wins these home games, the opposite of the Lions. And you know where I'm going with this, Justin. We're talking about the boys. Them boys. Them boys lost. The Raiders. The Raiders beat the Cowboys. It was a Thanksgiving miracle, man. There's nothing that makes me more happy. Suck it, Cowboys fans. Nothing that makes me more happy than eating turkey, eating pie, and watching a Cowboys loss on Thanksgiving. I, to this day, remember RG3's year. I think it was his rookie year, and I'm pretty sure the Redskins won that game. I think they took down the Cowboys. I was elated. I was besides myself, man. I was at my... My, uh, my in-law's house upstairs in a weird sewing room. Nobody in that house cared about football, but I was up there by myself 
watching the Cowboys get beat down by an electric young man from Baylor. And nothing brought me more joy than to watch the Cowboys lose to what, in my opinion, is a bad team. The Raiders aren't good. They were literally free-falling, man. Like, Henry Ruggs killed a guy. He's in prison. Darren Waller's in street clothes, right? I think. Yeah, he's, like, been banged up almost. It seems like all season. Yeah, and Derek Carr's still wearing eyeliner. Like, who – you lost to the Raiders, man. Like, that shiny star is losing a little bit of its luster, and it is so enjoyable to watch. The only thing that would have been better is if the Eagles won because we would have been right there, man. But, hey, if I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm getting a little bit nervous. That's that's all I got to say. The Cowboys laid an egg in this one. Shouldn't have lost. They did. Hats off to the Raiders for getting a big win. Yeah, we, we talked about the Rams kind of free-falling. The Cowboys, two of the NFC's perceived best, the Cowboys are really in the same boat too. They've lost, dropped a few in a row. And is it cause for concern? Probably not because Lamb was out. Amari Cooper's been out. I mean, you're throwing to freaking, uh, oh my God. Cedric there, Wilson. Yeah, Cedric Go. Wilson. You're throwing <laughs> to this man. Like, he he is your go-getter in this game. Zeke's not healthy. I mean, Pollard's better anyway. Don't at me. Right. But it, yeah, I don't, I think the Cowboys will be fine because I think Dak is that dude. I think he is very good. Yeah. Uh, but here's an interesting, they're lucky they're playing the Saints this week because apparently there's eight, at least eight cases of COVID in the Cowboys locker room right now. And Mike McCarthy is one of them with COVID. So that's very interesting, man. On a, oh, they're about to lose again. <laughs> I mean, they play in three days. They play in three days. Stop. Again, I don't know where this game takes place. I think it's New Orleans. Nolens. But, but that's Nolens, an L, bro. That's an L. I want to jump to this real quick. We don't have to talk about the Saints, but the Saints are making a quarterback change. What? Jason Hill's playing. Stop Taysom it. Taysom Hill's finally going to play. Breaking news. Taysom Hill's playing. The breaking news, the bad quarterback's going to start playing quarterback. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's going to play. But I think – I'm not saying he's good. He's not going to, like, make the Saints a miraculous team all of a sudden. But he's a hell of a lot better than Trevor Simeon. Trevor Simeon's little magic that he had against the Bucks for three quarters is gone. That dude stinks. Is a mm. reason he didn't play for two, three years. But, yeah, Preach. so, I mean, for Dallas, I think playing Taysom Hill, playing an unpredictable man under center – in terms of what he's going to do. He's, he might punt the ball. Who knows what he's going to do? <laughs> he does everything. But it, may, it puts knife. the Saints – or the, the pa- Cowboys, excuse me, puts the Cowboys in a weird position because what if Lamb's not ready? What if Cooper's not ready? I don't know if Cooper went to IR or what the deal is there, but Zeke's banged up. Like, they they play in three days. They got COVID. They got the COVID yeah. – cow- they're the COVID Cowboys, David. <laughs> they're the COVID Cowboys. The what Cowboys. are they going to do? But maybe Mike McCarthy not playing, calling plays will do them a favor because he stinks. But I don't know. The Cowboys are in a weird spot. I don't know – I don't know where they go from here. I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like. I think they got a lot of divisional games left because the NFC East has not really played interdivision games quite yet. Not as many as you would think at this point in the year. So we'll see what happens with the Cowboys, man. But I think depending how this COVID situation goes, they could be in, a, in for a rough few days. So, okay, a couple things to add to that. Do any of their superstars have COVID that you know I, of? I don't know if anybody, if any names besides McCarthy have come out with like who has it yet. Okay. Um, I mean, 
but the problem with the COVID thing, as we all know, it spreads like wildfire. I mean, these guys are with each other, sun up, sun down every freaking day, you know, sharing towels, slapping asses. Yep. I shower. Mean, we call those shower games where I'm from. Yep. You guys want to play shower games and we run in the shower. You, you guys never did that? Nope. <laughs> Big sus, sus. man. You, you Southern folk are crazy. Up in the North, we don't do that. We don't do that. Um, but yeah, they, with their little shower games down there in Dallas, Texas. I don't. Who yeah. knows, man? Any <laughs> for some broke back mountain cowboys. This is what boys. <laughs> um, but no, man. Who who knows? Who knows? Could be the headline tomorrow with COVID. It could be Dak. It could be. It could be me again. I don't know. Anybody I hope it's not COVID. you. I hope. I, I, I hope, hope it's not, not you, man. You've you uh, you know you've you've been fighting it off. You've been doing well. You've been trying to stay healthy for for the wife and kiddo. So please don't get it again, man. Please. I'll be all right. Don't worry if, about me. You just worry about your cowboys. <laughs> They're not my cowboys, man. Don't right. say your cowboys. I just told you how excited I was. I lost that they lost. Look. I said I lost. There it is, man. Ah, I knew it. Loose lips. There's the truth. Listen, I am. I'm excited they lost. I don't think it's a reason to panic. I still think they have tons of talent. As you stated, Ceedee Lamb was out. I thought it was pretty hilarious that the day of game day, so Thursday morning, I'm waking up and I'm seeing people in these little discords and group chats. I'm in that that follow the NFL. Are like, yeah, he's supposed to play, and I'm like, in what world? Is CeeDee Lamb going to get cleared from a concussion? The NFL concussion protocol takes A, B, C, D to get to E. Like, I knew he wasn't playing, but it's funny that they were trying to, like, string along the public for whatever purpose. Knew he wasn't going to play. Amari Cooper being out. I mean, Dak is that dude. He threw for 375, two tutties, no picks. The guy's elite, man. It's, It's not his fault they lost. He brought them back. They made it to OT. The Raiders almost choked that game away. Yes. And as I watched, I started to choke on my food because I was like, this is a bad dream, right? The Cowboys are going to win this game. In OT, I think they even like punted it back and forth. Nobody wanted to win for a minute. So hats off to the Raiders. You got the win, but you're still poop. The Cowboys are going to be fine. Um, Zeke being banged up, not the greatest. The Cowboys couldn't get the run game going in this one at all, Justin. I think Zeke was averaging like 3.2 and Pollard might have been down in the, the two yards per carry when I looked. So the Raiders really shut down that part of the offense. That's why you saw Dak with the high passing yardage. But Cowboys still the team that we're chasing in the NFC East, obviously still the favorite. But, hey, man, we're only a game behind. We're only a game behind. So any given Sunday. We're coming. We're coming, damn it. We're coming, I coming. I still believe. No, we're not. Dude, you're so sus today. Bro. No, we're coming for the <laughs> – Oh, and I, I do think the Cowboys will beat um, – the, the Saints next week, right? Is that what I'm saying? No, the Saints have a chance to beat them, we're saying. Yes. What are we saying? I'm saying the Saints have a chance to beat the Cowboys on Thursday. Okay, okay. Yeah, That's what it's, I'm saying. Yeah, that game, that, game will be here, uh, that game will be here quicker than you think. Justin, also, you were correct. The Cowboys do face four divisional opponents in their next six. After that, they go to Washington. They go to New York. Washington at home again. The cards sandwiched in between there in Dallas. That'll be a fun game. And then they get the Eagles for the finale in uh, – For, for the Lynch. NFC East. For, for the, the crown. NFC East crown. Yeah, you're maybe, calling it. Maybe, you're calling maybe. it. Maybe. We're going to see. I mean, it's actually funny how, like, close Washington is and how the Giants at this point, they're really not that far off. But no one's even talking about them, so it's fine. Screw them. No, no one is. But 
I'm not going to let you off the hook. You just said it. Giants, Eagles, we got to talk about them. We got to talk about them. What happened? Your boy, our boy, Jalen Hurts, Jalen Rager, Devontae Smith. I've seen a lot of headlines, man. I was driving. I got to listen to this game. The first half was quite boring. I stopped. I got an espresso, Justin. It was 3-0, dude, or, or yeah. 10-0. I don't know. It was awful. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad from start to finish. Um, I really, on the first drive, got like a vibe. Something was off. Um, and the Giants, someone came out after the game on the Giants and said their goal was to get Jalen to throw the ball. They forced him to throw the ball, forced him to feel uncomfortable, and I felt it the whole game. I felt uncomfortable watching him throw the ball. So I know he felt uncomfortable. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he was forcing balls at the end of the half when we could have got three points. Instead, he decided to keep a play alive, get picked off. He then second half, and this is the second interception of the game. Um, early second half, he throws a deep bomb to Rager. Rager had his fingerprints, or lack thereof, all over this game uh, because he couldn't grab a damn thing, <laughs> including what on this interception, man. You've said it all year. The dude does not defend balls no. that seem like they're going to get picked off. He just doesn't even freaking try. So frustrating. He doesn't um, help, man. It's so frustrating. No, it's crazy. It and to be honest, the de- to me the defense since the Chargers game has really stepped up. They did their part in keeping this a low scoring game for sure. There was, yeah, they they did their part. I mean, and I, we'll just go right to the end of the game where the defense again does their job. They force a three and out. We get the ball back after Boston Scott got the ball punched out. And we have a chance to win this game. We're down six. We have a chance to win this game. And, man, Jalen Rager makes me sad every single day when I wake up in the morning. I think of all the nice things I have. And then I remember why I was so sad on draft day two (laughs) years ago, man. I was screaming at my television when we took Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson, and I do say this now, I say if we took Justin Jefferson, we probably don't take Devontae Smith. And both of them, to me, are awesome. They are both awesome, awesome receivers. Very similar in terms of like being elite route runners. Um, but, man, Jalen Rager sucks. He sucks. A big one. He sucks. Yeah. He had his hands on the game-winning touchdown not once, but twice. <sighs> twice. He lets oh, the yeah. ball hit, hit him in the face and then hit him in the hands and he <laughs> drops it. And then it hurts. Yes, media. Yes, Philadelphia faithful. My friends, my amigos. Yes, Jalen Hurts missed Devontae Smith on what was not the easiest throw in the world when Bradbury is on Devontae Smith. Bradbury is an elite-level corner. Don't discount this man because he is elite-level cornerback play every week from that man. But was well, not the easiest throw, so don't make it seem like it was. But yes, he was open. Yes, he was the read. Yes, he told Nick Sirianni, give me the rock. Devontae Smith said, give me the rock. And we couldn't get this man the rock in the clutch time. How do you not even target him or the freshly extended Dallas Goddard? Instead, you target twice with end zone shots. Your bum first round receiver, Jalen Rager, the mistake pick, as I'm going to just refer to him as the Ninja Turtle, Leonardo. (laughs) You, you target this man, he drops the ball twice. And I saw the image I sent you today of Mylotta and Hurts just head down on the field because they knew they knew the game should have been won, man. It's 
And I freaking hate the Giants so much. I hate the Giants more than I hate the Cowboys, I think, most of the time. That's until we play the Cowboys. But Giants fans just suck. They're so annoying. And, man, I I knew we were going to drop one of these games. One of the games that seemed easy on paper. The media was loving us. They thought, you know, Hurts is here to stay. The Eagles are here. Like, NFC teams, you know, watch out. I knew we were going to drop one. And I think this was the one. I hope, I hope we bounce back next week and go into the bye with a dub. But man, this one it was just—it was a punch in the face, and I'm upset. You should be upset. You should be upset. I am. You be I'm uh, very upset. <laughs> you should be ashamed for uh, not being on the podcast last week. I'm just kidding. Listen, this this game was ugly. The stat line was ugly. The Eagles outgained the Giants, Justin, by 70 yards and lost. Now, yeah. that's – but it's obvious, the turnover battle, man. Giants had zero, so they didn't dazzle anybody. They didn't move the chains. Saquon no. had one nice run, I think, and John Ross was catching a lot of passes. Doesn't seem like that's the recipe to win a game. The Eagles defense did their job. You told me they did their job. I look at the stat sheet. Job confirmed. We had four turnovers, man. One fumble by Boston Scott in a bad, bad spot. You're trying to come back and win the game. But the defense gave us not one, not two. They gave us the ball three times in the last four minutes, if I'm correct. Three times we got the ball back with the chance to go down and win the game. I mean, how many many NFL teams get three chances to drive down and put seven on the board and win the game? Like, it it was probably within, like, not many. So the defense played their hearts out. The guys never gave up. Hats off to them for that. From what I could see, what I went back and, and watched, it looked like Hertz was um, rattled. Seemed like uh, the D line was getting home a little bit. Again, I didn't watch the whole game, so there was some pressure. He was breaking free for some runs, but when there were throws to be made, the guys were either covered or he wasn't seeing it. So I don't yeah, know. He, he left a lot of meat on the bones, which is I go back to week two. What I've been saying about Hertz and my concern with him. Since we drafted him and then anointed him the starter by trading Wentz, he leaves a lot of meat on the bones and he can't read the progressions, man. I watched him tape today that Brian Westbrook was sharing and man, he missed so many open guys where he just, he doesn't allow himself to get to the next guy. Like he'll just immediately like force to the first read and I'm seeing Goddard wide open for 25 yards. Like it's just frustrating or yeah, or just check. You know, doing the safety valve check down, whatever the situation is. But I, I hope Hertz is Hertz is healthy. I know he banged up his ankle a little bit, but we got to win this Jets game to have a snowball's chance at any playoff consideration. So we we got to bounce back. We got to move on, forget about it, and look forward to being back in good old New Jersey for the second week in a row when we take on the Jets. So wait, this game is at MetLife. Yep. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, right. Again. There's nothing more fun than going back up to New Jersey for another game. Hell like, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> – I mean, I didn't even know Hurts got hurt, but when I was watching yeah, the game – Yeah, me neither. Until today, Sirianni said he, like, he hurt his ankle. Well, of course he did. Like, I'm literally watching the game, Justin, and I'm like, this is how you get your quarterback injured, right? Like, the hits he was taking, the repeated, like – the cuts, all the contact. He's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not looking for the sideline. He's not a Russell Wilson. He's not looking to slide. It's not who he is. Jalen Hurts' character is 
He's going to cut. He he likes the middle of the field, and the middle of the field draws contact. I just honestly don't know how much more he can do. How many more times can he be the leading rusher, rushing up the middle, and not sustain a big injury? We'll see. We'll see if all that muscle uh, protects the bones. But, yeah, I'm with you, man. I mean, it, yeah, but for so long, I mean, Kittle's got a lot of muscle. You know, Gronk's got yeah, a lot of muscle. It's that's, just that's true. At it's some true. point, your joints, your soft tissue, your cartilage—it's—it's it's just he's taking a pounding, man, and it wears on you over the course of the season. It'd be nice to see us try and protect him a little bit more, but I feel like it's just—you know—he's trying to win. He wants to win, man. He's trying to he's shoulder the load, and he's running. Yeah, he's a winner, so he's going to sacrifice his body. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Tough loss, tough pill to swallow. Eagles fans, if you're listening to us, Ron, if you're listening, you know, I'm sorry. It was a tough day. We don't have a lot of good things to say. Rager, uh, yeah, you still look like a turtle, and I don't like you very much, and I don't like your attitude. So that sucks. Hurts is still awesome. Sirianni, I've got faith they can develop a good game plan. We were torching Gannon in the beginning of the year. So a positive here, Justin, you said it. You said it first. The defense seems to have turned a corner and is really playing as a unit. Avante Maddox, I mean, what can I say about Avante? Talk about a bounce back year for him, man. Yeah, it's dude, rough. he's been awesome. Him and Slay, man. Him and Slay, Slay. have been awesome, dude. Slay, yeah. Slay is in – people will probably scoff at this, but that dude's got to be in consideration for defensive player of the year, being all pro. Like, the dude's been – lights out week in and week out if you take out a mike williams catch one catch that's like the bulk of the yards he's given up on the season he's been absolutely incredible so don't sleep on darius slay man he's awesome big play slay baby big play slay all pro give me first team all pro for slay and i'll be happy you know screw a pro ball nod give me all pro that bum trayvon Diggs will probably get it I mean, if he gets Pro Bowl, that's fine. That's more of like a popularity thing. But if they give him – I would love to look at the stats, the PFF grades, as well as like what Slay has done as far as shutting down people going against him. And I, You're probably right. He's probably right up there with the elite. Oh, yeah. Elite, no, so. absolutely. Um, man, yeah, this one was tough. Let's talk about another tough loss. I didn't watch it. Obviously, had a big interest in it. I, I want to talk about the Chargers and the Broncos. Our boy Herbie. You know, we got to we got to reassess what's going on here. I mean, L.A., the Chargers, new quarterback, new coach, same result. I mean, they're floundering, man. Like they're just they can't seem to get out of their own way. They can't beat the divisional opponents that they should beat when they need to beat them. And don't get me wrong. I said this on this podcast when we were looking at the Chargers schedule coming up. I said it was either you or Dylan. We were just all running through it as we do through wins and losses. I said, don't be so quick to pencil in a win over the Broncos in mile high. Vic Fangio would have that defense ready. And boy, did he. The Chargers put up 13 points as they fell to the Broncos 13-28. I just Not good. I, I thought it was just the defense, but the offense is struggling too, Justin. Yeah, I mean, hell. Half the reason the Broncos have points in this game is because of Herbert's interceptions. Sertain mm. had two picks. He had a pick six. I mm. mean, and they were both they were both in Broncos territory. Like they were driving and they were just stalled because of turnover. It and then just the lack of Eckler in this game. I mean, from just kind of the outside looking in, I didn't tune into this whole game because I was watching the Packers. But man, they just 
they, like you said it, they can't get out of their own way. I don't know what to make of the Chargers at this point. They've just been disappointing me on a weekly basis at this, you know, at this point in the season when, you know, week six, they, they were just awesome. They looked awesome. Every facet of their game looked awesome. And now, I don't know, man, maybe we need to burn the shirts. <laughs> I don't know. We do burn the shirts. I mean, they have a losing record since we got the shirts. So it's crazy. That's crazy, dude. <sighs> uh, yeah. Not I don't good. know. It's not good. Herbert threw for 300 yards. He had to throw it 44 times to get there. The two picks, not good. I mean, you said it. I had to look. When you said the lack of Eckler, I thought maybe he was hurt or didn't play. No, he was there. He was just invisible. Oh, yeah. he, he 12, was there. 12 for 31 for an average of 2.6. The Chargers can't run the ball, man. And that's – you can – look, it's a passing league. It's, it's, it's what we want. We want high scores the days of like winning 13 to 10 and being excited. like, we don't care about that. We want to see passing, but if you can't run the ball when it matters, you're going to be in trouble. I didn't know Sertan had two picks. Um, I mean, the guy's a baller, you know, it's in his blood. So shout out to him. Vic Fangio gets them another win. Teddy two gloves makes, you know, just not enough mistakes. He does. He does what you need him to do. Don't lose the game. Fun fact. Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Two Gloves has the most <laughs> most wins in history when wearing two gloves. <laughs> I just made that up, but it sounds good. It sounds really good. No, that's a that's a stat for the boys. Write it down, Justin Stanley. You were the first one to point that out. So when uh, you know ESPN or Fox steals it, we're gonna come for him because that's. That's a fact. Teddy Two Gloves has six wins this season. The Broncos are six and five. The Chargers are six and five. I don't tight race. It's tight a tight race. race. And again, I I feel like I feel like I'm going insane here because I'm pretty sure just a few weeks ago I was like the Chiefs are the Chiefs are terrible, and then like a week or two ago I was like the Chiefs are back. Well, the Chiefs are back. They're in first place, seven and four. The Raiders won. The Raiders, Chargers, and Broncos are all in a three-way tie at six and five. You hate to see it. The Chargers might finish last in that division, Justin. It's possible. It's it's one hundred percent possible, which is amazing. Um, yeah, who would have thought, man? Who would, I was all aboard the Chargers train, and here I am. I'm just I couldn't be more thrilled to not look at a Chargers stat sheet half the time because it just makes me sad. <laughs> And I don't know, you know, maybe we were too quick to jump on, you know, the coaching. The coaching's great. They're fixed this. I we have to look at something. Something's got to change over there. They seem to be the same old Chargers. If you look ahead to the schedule, they play the Bengals. That that's not an easy game in Ohio. Nope. Then they get the Giants at home. I expect them to take care of business. And then they get the Chiefs in L.A. Look, they don't have a home field advantage, and the Chiefs are playing much better than them on defense and offense. That's That could be a loss. You could be looking at them losing two out of three. They get the Texans two and two. They get the Broncos in L.A., and then they get the Raiders in Las Vegas. So they control their own fate. Not, not easy, easy man. Run, man. Not Cole, easy. Hey, shout out to Cole. Cole, if you're listening, I don't who the hell knows, man. You got you're going to Cincinnati this weekend to watch this Chargers team play your Bengals. So hopefully you're listening to this. You're probably not, you son of a bitch, but you should be. You should be, and if you should be listening friend. to this. Yes, or oh, you're a real crappy friend, Cole. Remember that. 
Mm. If you hear this, text me to let me know that you heard me call you a crappy friend. But <laughs> yeah, man, listen to it on your way to Cincinnati. That, that'd be a really fun game to go to. I'm very jealous. Um, very jealous about that one. So that he should have a good time. Yeah, you get to see Herbert and Burrow. Um, yeah, I'm definitely jealous. I'm super jealous. The Bengals seem to have righted the ship, I guess. I, I don't know what to make of the Bengals. And we'll find I, out next week. I, I don't even want to like talk about them because yeah. I don't I think the Steelers are just kind of dookie. Like they're done. <laughs> Big Ben's done. But true, I, I need to true. see how Cincy shows up against the Chargers. And then that's where I make my declaration on the Bengals. Okay. You stopped me in my tracks. You knew where I was going. I was going to jump into a long-winded rant about the Bengals. We don't <laughs> We don't have to no, do it. I, I need a good opponent to make a decision on them. I need a, okay. a half good opponent. I, the, the Steelers suck. That's my declaration, man. They suck. Ben's done. Cincinnati owns Pittsburgh this year. They just absolutely own them. They own, Honestly, they look like they've owned that division, but I want to see them – and how they do against the Chargers, man, how they handle Herbert, how they handle Eckler, and then uh, I'm willing to make my declaration on them next week. Yeah, definitely a huge plant-your-flag game. You know, get your measuring stick out, see who's um, got the uh, the better team. So we'll hold off. We'll hold off for a week. Justin, I want to get your prediction on Monday Night Football. I've done this a couple of weeks in a row. It seems to have been working for me. We've got the Seahawks and the Redskins. Who do you like in this game? My gut tells me Washington wins this football game because I think Seattle is just that bad, and I'm all for the uh, the fire Pete Carroll agenda. So, <laughs> WFT, baby. WFT, the Washington football team. You know, Taylor Heineke, he's fun, man. He's fun to watch because he, he's – Somebody compared him to Brett Favre the other day, and it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't sacrilegious. Before you laugh, it wasn't like he's a Brett Favre. It was that he plays with kind of the same spirit of Brett Favre. That spirit of like, F he doesn't it. care who catches this ball. No, yeah, like he just as long as somebody catches it, he's going to the bench happy. Like he throws up prayers all the time, and it's awesome when seventeen is catching it. But whenever yeah, I mean scary Terry's a beast. When somebody else is catching it, it's not awesome. So that's just I don't, scary. You got scary Terry and you got scary because the rest of the offense is just kind of scary. <laughs> so but yeah, man, they're I like Heineke. I think he's fun. I like the gunslinger mentality. I, I enjoy watching him play. I root for him. Like I genuinely they're guys that I root for where I'm like, I know you're not good, but I'm rooting for you every time you play. So yeah. I, I think I'm gonna join you. I don't want to be a contrarian. I love Russ. You gotta let Russ cook, but I just I feel like it's too little too late, man. And I just don't see anything from Seattle that has yeah, they're done. They're done. They're done. So that's just plain and simple, man. They're done. All right. Well, we're both taking uh, we're both taking the uh, the Washington football team WFT. They're one point favorites, so we're in the first quarter. It'll be interesting to watch. Any games that you're looking forward to next week before we get out of here? Hmm. Next week. Next week. Well, let's see here. Let's flip down the schedule a little bit. I mean, we talked about Bengals Chargers. I'm really excited about that one. Um, man, this. Ooh. 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 What? Monday night football, Patriots, Bills, Patriots, Bills. Oh, wow. That's a fun one, dude. That's that's it. That's not my stamp. I don't even need to get into why that's going to be a good game. That's yep. going to be a freaking awesome game, dude, because the Bills are the Bills, and they've been fun football for the most part. The Pats have been playing incredible winning football, and that's four. You know, that that could be the division, like the, what decides the division in a sense. That's a huge implications to that game because the Pats are leading that division right now. To most people's surprise. 
Hey, uh, I hate to say I told you so, but I told you so. <laughs> I mean, the eye test, it hasn't failed me yet. Their quarterback, Matt Jones, is awesome. Bill Belichick is a man amongst boys when it comes to scheming up defense. It doesn't matter who they lose. Stephon Gilmore, they always lose elite guys, and they continue to produce. So I'm with you. I just skimmed the schedule. Justin, that's it. Pat's Bills, my favorite player, Josh Allen, my favorite up-and-coming quarterback, or no, one of my favorite up-and-coming quarterbacks, Mac Jones. That's the game in Buffalo. That's a huge measuring stick for the Bills. Um, Aren't they in the same conference, same division? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly why it's so big. Get it together. (laughs) It's been a long day, man. I've been up all day. We've been talking for two hours. I'm hungry. So go uh, eat, damn it. Go eat. Watch some football. I gotta eat too. Make some spaghetti. All right, man. I gotta eat some noodles. Eat some eat some noodles. Oodles and noodles. Super sus. All right, bro. I (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate it, man. Uh tell the the wife and kiddo I said hello. And uh, I got go birds. Go birds. Go birds.